she started to jelly in German and then he realized that I don't understand German. So she started to jelly me in English and she said like, for someone that is doing two master degree, how can you be so stupid? This is the Expat Horror Stories podcast, where we talk about what it's really like to uproot your life and move to a new country. I'm your host, Kat Rickman, a writer, editor, recovering Jersey girl, and two-time expat. My guest this week is Melissa Lopez, a Nicaraguan currently living in Berlin, Germany. Melissa wanted you to know that she speaks ein bisschen Deutsch, loves to travel, and is a proud Catholic currently paying the church tax in Germany. What's that? Ah, yes, the church tax. When you register your apartment in Germany as part of a process called Anmeldung, uh, more on that later, you are asked to declare your religion. If you mark yourself as one of a number of different religious groups, the government will collect 8 or 9% of your income tax and distribute it to your church. Now, plenty of Christians dodge this tax by declaring themselves non-religious on their Anmeldung paperwork, but if you were baptized, the German tax office has been known to go so far as to dig up your certificate of baptism and charge you the church tax anyway. Even though the tax is for the church, a percentage of it goes to the tax office, incentivizing them to track down as many lapsed Catholics as possible. They didn't catch me, though. I bring this up now partially because it's a ridiculous fact, but also because Melissa being Catholic will become important later in this episode. Remember that. Now, I recorded this episode a few months ago when it was still winter, and Melissa and I talked about the struggles of trying to get enough vitamin D in Berlin, how a necklace once saved her from getting in trouble for jaywalking, and why she got kicked out of her apartment three times in a row. Berlin is in the middle of a massive housing crisis. German bureaucracy means that it takes a long time to approve and execute new construction projects, and in recent years, the city has been flooded with remote workers and expats coming from wealthier cities who have unintentionally driven up local prices. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Rents in Berlin have literally doubled over the past decade. And even if you are willing to pay, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to find an apartment because there simply aren't enough buildings to house everyone. But if you stick around to the end of this episode, I will share some tips with you on finding an apartment in Berlin. <laughs> How we start this story? <laughs> you know, the other day I I was watching from five to seven the movie and say that something like in a year you always like five meters close to major love of your life. Mm -hmm. In Berlin, that's not gonna happen. You are close about <laughs> drugs, <laughs> drug stealer, someone making poop or pee or puking in the bus in the S bahn. And that is the most close that you're gonna find love in Berlin because everyone is broke. And honestly, all of us keep, including me and some of our friends, still asking why we did this to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we should learn of all the Americans and go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're still here because apparently we are masochists. <laughs> So why are you here? Why are you in Berlin? I think that our friends is the best part because it's very international. And I have to say one of the things at least, I mean, I come from Latin America, Berlin is pretty safe. 
I mean, it sees a lot of drug dealers, people doing drugs. But they're safe drug dealers. <laughs> but yeah, they're safe drug dealers. So tell our audience, where are you from and why did you come to Berlin? I'm from Nicaragua, that is Central America, just if people are asking where is Nicaragua, don't worry, nobody knows. Some people think that I'm from Africa, some people think that it's South America, but it's Central America, surprisingly. And we speak Spanish. That is why I have a lazy accent, if you are asked, wondering. <laughs> and I've been Berlin so far one year. Crazy year. I cry a lot this year. I cry for all the years I didn't cry before. <laughs> why? What about Berlin makes you cry? Well, technically, three times someone kicked me out. Literally. Oh, like, your apartment? Apartments, yes. Ooh. Three times. The first time literally was a year ago, February 8, 2022. I only was eight days in Berlin. No clue about German. Of course, no clue about laws about Germany. And I have this crazy landlord that says day one, she said like, you know what? You cannot eat pork in the house. You can don't eat a snack. You cannot eat cookies. No one can visit you in the house. And you have to be in the house at least 10 p.m. If you come very morning, be very quiet to get in. And I was like, okay. You have to clean three times the kitchen, three times your bathroom a day. And what else? She was very crazy. So literally, one year ago, I saw that trash can in the middle of the kitchen and I was like hmm what is the trash can in the middle of the kitchen and then my brain said no don't ask <laughs> ignorance sometimes is the better if you ask you're screwed too much rules so I decided to go for a glass of water I opened the top and then my crazy lantern appeared she started to yell in German and then he realized that I don't understand German so she started to yell me in English and she said like for someone that is doing two master degree, how can you be so stupid and don't understand the trash can means don't cross the kitchen because I'm cleaning the floor. Now you're just making up rules. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? That is the only thing that my brain think. And then my brain was like, oh God, should I apologize? Yes, because you don't have a mandate yet, you don't speak German, and you don't know the laws. Just apologize. And I start to say, I'm sorry. And she get more furious, start to yell at me more. And at the end, because I was like, what the fuck? Like, very, like, I don't know what's going on. She's go to her room, slam the door, and she told me, like, disappear. So I rented this apartment in a website, and I come. Well, all my friends in the master's degree was should complain. That is illegal. That is racist. So I decide to like, okay, I'm gonna write and put like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. This happened. She yelled me, blah, 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 blah. So I remember being in class, Valentine's Day, and pluck an email from her. And she write, your last day in the apartment is February 28. Please don't beg to tell me that like, you want to stay more. And I was like, ah, 
I only have 14 days to find a new apartment in Berlin. And this shitty apartment take me seven months to find it, just for more. And I remember that I was like one of our classmates. I mean, he asked me for something and I didn't reply. And I said, I'm so sorry, I couldn't reply because I'm researching an apartment because my landlord kicked me out. And he said like, you know what? I'm moving from my apartment, you can take it. But also one other or classmate was interested in the apartment. So both can arrange and try to rent the new apartment. So I convinced one of our classmates to live together and rent this apartment. So technically it was a short time, only three months, because this person could offer an almendum, but three months was at the end like 11 months. And he told me like, okay, I think you are very stable. My, my other landlord, he is, he is from Chile. He told me, I think that we, I can offer an almendum and you can stay here longer because you take care of the apartment. And I'll say, yeah, sure. And then a stupid neighbor, we don't know who, report us, report my Chilean friend that was my landlord, that he was renting me and the building decided to kick us out. Why? How can that happen? I don't know, someone like bright, like my landlord was renting a room to another person that is not part of the building and the company decided to kick us out, both of us. So you were living there without knowledge of the company. You were living there illegally. Allegedly, yes, but I didn't know that. <laughs> no one told you. They were just like, we have an apartment, move in. Yeah, you can, you're going to rent a room. It's going to be okay. And I would say, sure, why not? I need a place to live. And then a neighbor report us and both kick us out. Okay, so that's twice that you've been kicked out. You said there was a third time too. Yeah, the same building, but... They say like, you know what, from October, now we're going to kick you out December 31. Who kicked you out December 31? I mean, what's wrong with you? Happy New Year. Get out. Yes, exactly. Happy New Year. We don't care where you're going to live. Just move. And I was like, fuck it. I'm sure moving on a federal holiday is not necessarily an option anyone wants to have to take. I moved three times in December with all my bloody stuff. Three times. I was first, uh, because when they kick you out from an apartment, even though they kick you out, you have to paint the walls, you have to seal the walls, you have to clean everything because they're gonna inspect. So first I moved from freezing high, and then I moved for a very short term, and then I moved to my current place. Three times in one month. And how is the current place? I love it. <laughs> no more crazy landlord. I'm my own landlord. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I don't have mental health problems. <laughs> I'm a very normal person. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> Wait, so you said you're your own landlord? Yes, because I rent an apartment with literally with a company. So how I did is a friend, okay, half a friend-ish. <laughs> That his mom <laughs> has like this company, like a rental states company. And somehow he recommended me without too much paper. And that is the reason that I have an apartment. And there is the moment that you knew that you need a German friend or meet a right person that is sleeping with the right person. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to say, so to get a good apartment in Berlin, you need to know someone who knows someone. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's sleeping with someone that is very useful. <laughs> He's so well to help you because he knows that no more sets for him. <laughs> that is the fat That's in Germany. <laughs> Wait, so did you tell me, how did you find your first apartment? Can I mention companies? I mean, I don't want to screw no one. In a well, did you so so? Did you reach out to a management company directly, or did you find it on a platform, a housing search platform? Well, in Europe, it's is this platform. It's just a few one that you can rent an apartment, but they charge you a fee, and they also allegedly. They have the warranty that the people that you're going to rent is a responsible people and doesn't have mental issues. What is a shitty? <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> I already discovered. And I rent from this platform. And theoretically, when the first time that they kicked me out, they said that they are not responsible because they only rent me. They can cover like a month. Like in the second month, I have to arrange with a landlord or the people that i decide like allegedly live so they doesn't care about what happened to you after and i remember that i thought that they're gonna help me to find a new place but they didn't they that that actually because i complained and this landlord i don't know how they manage or how they write to the landlord or how how they manage my situation but because this company decided to speak with the landlord, the landlord decided to kick me out immediately. And she said, like, we already, I already have someone for you room, so don't bother. It takes me, like, 15 minutes for a new person. And I was like, how is that possible? And then I started living in Berlin, and I discovered that it's perfectly possible that someone arranged an apartment in 15 minutes. Oh, 100%. My apartment, when I left, I was asking the landlord if it was possible for me to leave before I had planned to. And 45 minutes later, he texted me and he said, oh, someone will move in in a week. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that is the crisis in Berlin. <laughs> okay, so we talked about apartments. Yeah. What are some other horror stories? That you've had i mean something that was shock for me like i have this cross that my dad gave me this is a funny story actually let me let me find it because i probably put it wrong this is like a, i don't know if you see it it's like baby star oh yeah it's a star of david or it's a star of david with a tiny cross inside exactly so when i moved to germany normally i used to wear like this but at the beginning, I noticed that everyone looked at me like too much. <laughs> like they don't separate my eyes from them. And I was like, what the fuck I have in the face? Why these people is looking at me too much? And I always wonder and always everyone, especially the old ladies, they put me a sad face every time. And I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then <laughs> one of these ladies, told me like in German, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry for what? <laughs> and she pulled my, my star of David. And I was like, oh God, how can I explain this lady that I'm Catholic and not Jewish? Because <laughs> anyone would see that. And if they didn't look too closely, they would think 
they would think it was the Star of David. They would think that you were Jewish. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend ignorance again. Just smile, like, it's okay. I take it for everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> but you told me a story yeah. about when that necklace came in handy. Oh, yeah. Also was like, well, I'm from Nicaragua, guys. Probably... I know that some Americans respect the rules from across the street, but we don't. <laughs> we cross very, very crazy between the cars. I cross like a Nicaraguan way. I don't give a shit about the cars. I don't give a shit about the red lights. I just cross. And then the vehicles start like beep, beep. But in the moment that they saw the cross, it was like, no, sorry. Don't sorry. <laughs> and I was like, huh, the power. <laughs> Feel of prey, bitch. God is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they used to apologize. So normally when I'm like in trouble, I just like, yep, yeah, see it. I don't mind. <laughs> God protects me. <laughs> so you're saying the, the only thing that can protect you from Germans being rude is pretending to be Jewish? Yes, I think so. I think they saw a Jewish person, like, they say, like, oh, we are already screwed. We have to behave. Do you think Germans are rude? Depends. I mean, I, I, I'm traveling around Germany. Berlin, for sure, they are very distant. But I think it seems like a nice people. Because when I moved, like, it was my second day in Germany. I didn't have this BBG ticket. That is insane. I mean, they have an app that doesn't work and at the end of the day you have to buy on site so I remember that I didn't understand the album BBG I need to go home and this German saw my face somehow like trying to fighting with the machine and the app and he gave me his ticket and he told me like you know what in work give me this I know you have to go back home take it no one's gonna watch because it's still available and I was like are you sure and he said yeah sure so that was nice also i didn't know that in germany you need always have a coin for go to the bar room for go to the supermarket and put like in the car for the supermarket i never use coins barely i use cash i always use like debit card or credit card but in germany is a thing oh it's cash in berlin everything is cash only yeah and they want correct change too a lot of the time Mm -hmm. Yes, and I was like, my first time in the supermarket, very naive me, I thought that you only have to pull the car. So if you are trying to get a supermarket cart out at the grocery store, you have to insert a one euro coin and you get it back at the end after it's how the the carts are connected to make sure that nobody steals the carts. I saw that you need a coin and didn't have a coin. And I was like... How am I going to know this shit? And a homeless German saw me and he put me the 50 cents of the coin. Yeah. And I was so grateful that I giving him five euros. And he was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, no, thank you. That's an expensive shopping cart, but that was very nice of him. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, he was homeless. I mean, he didn't have to put me a coin, but he did. And I was like, hmm. Good German. I think in Hamburg it's more like charming Germans. They are more like open and happy. But I think it's depend of they have some. 
the lack of sun does affect the attitude in Berlin. Yes. I mean, one of the biggest shock for me, like, I come from a very sunny country. And I remember that the first day I was walking in the street in the pedestrian side, and then I saw all the pedestrians stop and look at the sky like this. And I discovered that is every time that the sun appears somehow, all the pedestrians in the street is going to stop and watch the sun. That's how rare it is in Berlin. Yes. And now, I, 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 even me now, I do it. Like the other day, <laughs> I was walking with some friends and then the sun appeared and I was like, ah, the sun. Now I'm very German. <laughs> well, I think the, the most German thing is when you go out, if there's a little bit of sun and you see people sitting on benches with their heads tilted up and their eyes closed, just looking like Spongebob when he's doing the like, photosynthesis photosynthesis that's what they look like to me every time i see it like they're just trying to absorb as much vitamin d as possible before it goes away i mean i can't blame it even me right now is like yeah i mean i i, I always say oh sunny but now it's like <gasps> sun give me sun especially after snowing this is snowing a lot here and now you have a rough decision go out for the sun because it's like minus six or staying home. But you always prefer the sunny days, even if it's cold. It's like that here in New York. Even if it's really, really cold, if it's sunny out, like today I went outside and I was like, we just have to take it in. We just have to absorb the sun while it's here because tomorrow it'll be rainy, but not as bad as Berlin. I will say that. Really? Look, you're now in, I mean, we, we understand why you're escaped, like, <laughs> apartments sunny <laughs> fashion and I ne- I'm never gonna understand why these people only like black oh only black and only a particular kind of black as well and a particular texture of the clothes they have to be black like leather can you describe the Berlin aesthetic you have to look like you are depressed which you are probably <laughs> You have to look depressed, especially if you want to get in, in a club like Bergheim or KitKat and all these famous clubs in Berlin. And maybe like, a pa- depending if it's cold or not, like a very ni- nice black pan, I don't know, like, and the, the boys, depending if you are from the community, LGBT, oh, this more rough. They have to be very short things, showing a lot of skin. I mean, I have mm. a friend that spent four hours freezing to get in in Bernheim. And I was like, <laughs> it's worth it? Like, it's minus eight there. Why do you want to go and be four hours there for the experience? And I was like, fuck it. I don't want to get sick. <laughs> have you ever tried to get into any of the clubs? No. I mean, if it was summer, probably I would do it. But in winter, minus six. Like, very skinny clothes, no. I mean, I'm gonna get sick, like, easily. I mean, I'm not, like, very good. I appreciate more my healthy. Than... Oh, of course. Well, definitely it's my bucket list of stuff that I need to try. Because I live here, it's like, you have to. <laughs> it's a must. At some point. But, but you're gonna feel better because you think, like, hmm, if Elon Musk was kicked out, and I get in, I'm better than Elon Musk. (laughs) 
I feel like everyone probably feels that way getting into Burkheim. At least I would. I would be like, yeah, fuck you, Elon. Yeah. I'm better. better. Yes, I don't know the space, but I get into Burkheim, bitch. (laughs) So what do you do for fun in Berlin? Oh, for fun in Berlin? Berlin has a lot of parks and nature that you can go and like do picnics. I think that is cool because even though, well, <clears throat> the other day we were speaking with some friends, why they don't eliminate the park and construct more apartments for people that we trying to find an apartment here. But it's like a pros and cons, but also go to eat. One of the first of Berlin, like if you want to try, I don't know, Thai, Vietnamese, Israeli food, Pakistani food, name it. You can find a place always to eat in Berlin. Well, but is it good? Well, <laughs> that is another story. I mean, at least you can say like, I try Israel, Israeli food. I didn't like it, but I try it. And probably they could be very bad, but you can say that you have the experience eating that stuff. <laughs> How is the Latin American food? in Berlin. Depends on where you go. I mean, it's, it's it's shitty places that you know you taste it and say, this is not a taco. <laughs> How you can ruin a taco? It's so simple to do a taco. <laughs> but this is the possibility, believe me. I've been places that they can ruin like the most easy food that you can say to meal. But also you can find like some places they are very good like i mean i know that you cannot have all the flavors because it's not part of the region but they are kind of similar but honestly it's very hard like if you want to try central american food i don't know like salvador guatemala nicaragua costa rica no go back home (laughs) it's gonna be easier (laughs) or go to spain i don't know latinos there (laughs) do you like german food (laughs) (laughs) it's a long silence (laughs) you're allowed to say no well some dishes yes some dishes not but i have to say they make a good potatoes time to time i mean Mm. i never be in a country that made potato in like 100 ways i I don't (laughs) even think a possibility that that could happen but in Germany, yeah, it is. But in general, well, if this is what I have, not very picky person here. I mean, I know that this is better food, but it could be worse. Depends on the area. What do you cook at home? Do you cook more food like what you would make back in Nicaragua? One of the best things like being here is like you can try different spaces and stuff that in my country is not that common. For example, mm. My country, you have tofu, but it's very expensive or very hard to find it. Quinoa, for example, um, some like these very Asian flavors. It's hard to find some stuff in my country, but here everything is so accessible. I mean, you can go like in Asian market and you're going to have thousands of varieties and types. And now I'm mixing. Sometimes I'm trying to go to google and find new recipes and try to replicate because i have almost all the ingredients 
but cook my food is almost impossible. I mean, like trying to find that specific flavor because we cook with a lot of spices, like it's kind of hard, but you can replicate a little bit somehow. So I'm, I'm trying like, sometimes I eat like Nicaraguan, sometimes I eat like European, and sometimes I just order Uber Eats. Do you think Berlin is expensive? Well, if you compare to like, I don't know, Czech Republic or like Budapest, yeah. But if you go like in Germany, if you compare to like Munich, Hamburg, Frankfurt, I think that Berlin is kind of cheap. I mean, the problem of Berlin is like the apartment, but in general, it's like manageable, I think. But if you compare it with another countries, probably it is. I mean, it's his cheapest country. But Berlin in general, I think it's affordable. Even education. I mean, if you don't speak German, you can study in English. And I think that is very friendly in that aspect. Because, well, it's Prahim being in Dutch and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working right now? Do you work in English? I was working and I was working... This was like, but it was an American company, so mm. they speak English. But the funny story, the CEOs speak between each other in German, and they are from America, and I was surprised. Why they don't speak in English between each other? Why they speak in German? And I was like, huh, probably they have living here for a long, long time, and now it's like more familiar language. Who knows? I had one more big question I wanted to ask you, which is, has being in another country made you appreciate your own home and culture more? Uh, that is a kind of hard question. Oof. The last year I was in like 10 countries, but I think that the country that made me like feel homesick somehow was Croatia. Really? Surprisingly, it's the only European country that the food tastes kind of my country and I was like surprised about it the people are nice and friendly and as cheap as hell so uh, that is the moment that I like yeah made me feel like homesick but in general I only speak about Germany even though Berlin and I have like a pretty love-hate relationship now she hate me we are in that in that phase I think Germany even though everything make me feel like grow up as a person because you have to have a lot of passions with all the bureaucracy that you face here and also make me feel like safe because public transportation even though you find a drug dealer drugs pe people puking you always feel like you are safe and if you don't bother no one no one's gonna bother you but like my country of course not i mean the food come on the food I, <laughs> Give me a on right now, a bow right now, and I will be happy. So to close you out, here are some tips for renting an apartment in Germany. First, just accept that it's going to take you way longer than you would expect to find an apartment in Berlin. Sometimes it can take literal years to find somewhere to live, and at the very least you should start looking for a place several months out from when you plan to move. Because housing is in such high demand, people don't tend to follow strict leases like you would in the U.S. 
If you find a place your landlord will be more than happy to see you on your way in as little as two weeks notice since people tend to apartment hop constantly. Now what you want to look for is an apartment that offers you an meldung or an official apartment registration. Your N-Meldung is linked to your taxes and a lot of other bureaucratic stuff, so it's really important to get one. You'll have to make an appointment, which is another hassle in itself, and go to a district office to get it approved. No one at the office will speak English, so be prepared to speak and fill out forms in German. Now, apartments with less official lease agreements might not allow you to register at their address, probably because somebody else is still registered there illegally. So, Anmeldung is kind of the white whale of Berlin housing. The easiest way to find a good apartment in Berlin is simply to know somebody who knows somebody who's renting out their place. So, start making friends with property-owning Germans! Uh, because by the time a listing has made its way online to a platform like Housing Anywhere or Facebook Marketplace, there will be hundreds of people who have already applied. There are some services that offer short-term furnished rentals, and while there is an upcharge for the convenience, this is the fastest way to rent an apartment. I used Spot a Home and had a generally positive experience with the service, but Wunderflats and Blueground offer similar services, though I can't speak to their platforms personally. Students can also apply for student housing in Berlin, which is run through the government, not by individual universities. Waitlists can be up to a year long for these dorms, but the prices can be as low as 200 euros a month to rent. I've had gas bills in Brooklyn that were more expensive than that. But that's another story. Expat Horror Stories podcast is produced and hosted by Kat Rickman. Our theme song was composed by Ben Batchelder, and our cover art was designed by Blue Rickman. Mm-hmm.